From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. It is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome into the program, your first word in sports. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we get ready to gear up and, and kick off a brand new day as we get closer and closer to kickoff for week Three, week four in some cases. That'd be week four in high school. Yeah. Week two in the NFL. Uh, man, oh man, it is booging along, isn't it? We're not even out of the month of September. Uh, we welcome you into the program as we talk sports with you here this morning. Good morning, Ward White. How Good are morning. you? Good morning. Outstanding. How's Coco, by the way? She's great. Thanks for asking. Anything going on with her? I mean... Just living the life. <laughs> this dog watches. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Good. The, I, I got to tell you, that I don't know if you've seen this in action, but this dog watches TV all day. Loves Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's living the life. I'm telling you, he's. you've got some kind of program where you can check on your dog mm-hmm. via your telephone. I have. Yeah, it's called a Furbo. It's called a Furbo. I love that. What kind of dog is Coco? She is a long-haired German Shepherd. Ah. Nice. It loves to play fetch. Yes, she does. <laughs> well, yes, she does. I learned that one night. <laughs> loves those morning walks as well. Mm-hmm. Throw Life. out your arms and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but just you, you you'll bring it up on your phone and let him see it when we get when okay. we get to a break. Yeah. You can toss her treats with it. Yeah. Well, this really. This, oh, it, that's awesome. This this dog just loves to lay around and watch television. Mm-hmm. It's it's the darndest thing. So anyway, uh, we welcome you into the program. Uh, lots of things to talk about today, and uh, we're going to get to them. More cowboy conversation, as always. Well, this is this has turned into something. In, in the bottom bottom line, I think is something that we talked about yesterday. Is at the end of the day, whether he's Three weeks, four weeks, we're talking about Dak. Six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Bottom line is they didn't play very well yesterday, a Sunday, with with or without him. And, and so where does the team go from there? Uh, a little later on in the program, around 8.30 this morning, Joe Trahan from WFAA Channel 8 in Dallas is going to join us. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Dak Prescott thing. And we'll also get his thoughts on the Cowboys in general. Talk to talk to Joe about that. Uh, Josh Neighbors is going to join us as well from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Twelve. Get to get you up to speed on uh, on what's going on there, and uh, we uh, will talk about the the Bears and in Texas State. And want to get into Texas A and M a little bit. We'll have a little conversation on A and M and on West Virginia and, and the Longhorns. Right now, Ward, and we'll dive deeper into it. But right now. Sark is not uh, – he's not announcing his starting quarterback for Saturday against UTSA. Yeah, he's holding it close to the vest right now. When asked about it, he said that both uh, Quinn Ewers and uh, – uh, Hudson Card. Card, yeah. Yeah. Are, are both day-to-day. So, he has not named a starting quarterback against UTSA. Is Quinn Ewers really day-to-day? I 
I mean, the initial report was what four to six weeks, and now they're saying day to day. Well, that's. I mean, that's. It's just a coach holding everything close to the vest. Yeah. He's there's. I I, I imagine the redshirt freshman Charles White will get the start. We're gonna find out, but we won't find out until Saturday. No, because it's top secret. Well, you know. Yeah, and that's his business. That's what he wants what to do. What coaches do. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's. It, with Hudson Carr funny. having an ankle, uh, I mean, could they get him back and get yeah, him ready? I yeah, think absolutely. they probably could. Yeah, absolutely, they could. Because wouldn't you? And anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it on later. how bad it is. If yeah, it's a high sprain. I mean, there's different kinds of sprains. Well, he if, kept playing Saturday. I know that. Yeah, if it's a high sprain, it you know it it may be more difficult. So, and you know how much swelling is in there, and you know how much mobility does he have. Is it a pain thing or is it an injury thing? Well, you know one thing. He's living in the treatment center right now. Oh, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see who trots out there. All right. Uh, remember, if you missed anything on the program, you can go to SyntechSportsFan.com. Uh, That's SyntechSportsFan.com. We got everything uh, from Mosley yesterday to John Morris yesterday to our program yesterday, all loaded up on a podcast. You can check it out. Uh, also, uh, anything today we'll have on a podcast and you had the, uh, UMHB program last night, the mm-hmm. coaches show yeah, last it's up night. there as well. So you can check that out. Also, we, we want to talk about that, uh, at some point today. I want to, when is, when is the last time and boy, I'm gonna throw you one right here. And I don't, you may know it. You may not. When's the last time they lost a regular season game? I think it was 2015. I think. Jeez Louise. So what happens, and I know they played a good team, and I know they went on the road, and I know they had a trip, and, you know, they went to Wisconsin, but they don't do that very often. Oh, no, absolutely not. That's just not something that's in in their repertoire. Uh, you know, they're a, they're a team that, that wins games. It's kind of like, you know, Whitewater. That was their 43rd consecutive win at home mm-hmm. in regular season. Think about that one now. 43rd in a row at home. You play, what, six home games a year? Maybe. Yeah. So do the math. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes four. But still, do the that's math. a lot. That's a lot of time. They don't lose at home is no. the bottom line. No, they do not. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit today as well. Uh, we begin with, with Cowboy Notes. Late yesterday, we, we, we got it on the air for you, but late yesterday – in our program, the Cowboys announced that Dak Prescott's, I guess because his surgery went better than expected or once they got in there, it wasn't as severe, whatever the case may be, that he was not going on IR. So that means he, uh, they think that he'll be ready within that four-week window. I mean, if he goes on IR, he's automatically down for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. But – since he's not going on IR, they feel that he has an opportunity to get back within that four-week window. Jerry Jones yesterday on KRLD-FM. Well, I think that uh, Dak's injury certainly has uh, taken center front and uh, is a little bit of a red herring uh, relative, if you want to use that term, relative to uh, uh, focusing on uh, 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 the uh, way we played, we have to uh, play better. Uh, we uh, had a better training camp than that showed in my mind. I want to give Tampa really a lot of credit, but uh, 
uh, uh, we think they're a good team and, and uh, a real good team, and uh, uh, we did not play well. Uh, our uh, situation with our with uh, Dak, of course, uh, has caused us to focus a lot of our time and attention to uh, uh, several things to think about there. Uh, I think what we're going to do here is we won't be putting him on IR, uh, which means that uh, we want him to be uh, a consideration uh, for playing within the next four games. We will not put him on IR. Uh, consequently, uh, the people that are ready to play quarterback for us are the ones that played all preseason, Cooper Rush and Greer. They had a, a real competition. Greer got slowed there right at the end with a hamstring issue, uh, but uh, uh, he should be through that now. And so uh, uh, we got a lot of good snaps for those guys, both in our practice session as well as all the preseason games for the most part. Uh, those guys know the know the offense well. They've uh, had a lot of reps in it uh, and uh, consequently uh, give us our best shot. Uh, it's uh, unlikely since uh, we don't have any uh, uh, potential uh, uh, trade pending or any not pending but uh, uh, in, the, in the mill. Uh, it's unlikely that uh, you'd have a veteran quarterback that uh, could get back in here and be uh, ready to play as well as those guys can play, uh, even if you thought you might have a, uh, a talent advantage. The other thing is that uh, uh, we uh, feel very good after surgery, after listening to the medical people, uh, that uh, Dak has a real chance to uh, be back out there throwing the ball pretty quick. What do you think? I... There's a lot of stuff there now. Uh, he makes me dizzy. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I Again, doctors know more than I know. Coaches know more about their team, but I just. Did they I have think a the, better camp than they showed? No. I don't think That's, so. Is, is that who they are? Well. A, a no-touchdown scoring football team? I. In my opinion, I think a, a lot of it goes back to you didn't give any those guys any opportunity with live action in preseason whatsoever. So this is their preseason, and that's where they're at. They've they've got to find a way to to come together, um, and not having any weapons on the outside other than C.D. Lamb, which didn't play very well. You know, I it's going to take time for it to come together. And, you know, how much time do they have? But for him to think that, you know, the last thing that they need to do is if if that's their guy, if he's the $140 million quarterback and he's your franchise, the last thing you want to do is rush him back. Mm -hmm. So, I, again, I, I don't I don't know what the thought process is here. By the way, quarterbacks that did other not, than refusing to go get a quarterback, yeah, quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason at all, mm -hmm. three and eight on opening day. Well, there you go, three and eight on opening. What does day. that tell you? Mm -hmm. Three and eight on opening day. So, in ninety percent of the core starters from the Cowboys didn't play. No, they didn't in preseason. 
So I'll ask again with that in mind, what we saw Sunday night, is that indicative of what we're going to see for the next 16 weeks? I think it may be for the next few weeks. I don't know if they can come together after that, but yeah, I mean, that was I don't see any signs of, oh, they wake up this week. I mean, I don't think Tampa Bay is a, a juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. They're a good football team, but they're not, you know, we'll see how it plays out in the next 15 weeks, 16 weeks. But, you know, Cowboys, Cowboys looked inept. And when you're inept, that's not because of what's being done to you. That's because you just can't get it done. They were okay on defense, and they just flat couldn't get anything done on offense. Well, and the reason why they were okay on defense, in my opinion, I mean, I, mean, I think they, they started out playing pretty well, and they bowed their neck a couple of times. But when you're on the field all afternoon, it makes things difficult. Wears you down. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and they – Again, had short fields. I get all that. Uh, I mean, you you have a minute twenty drive and a minute thirty one drive. Your defense is gassed, just absolutely gassed. All right, so there you go. That's uh, that's got us off and running here uh, again. And, and remember, they're not in game condition either because they didn't play a whole lot in the, in no. the preseason. No. A lot of times so that adds to it. A lot of times they'd go. You'd see them on the sideline, and they didn't. Even, they'd have their jersey and, and game pants on but they didn't have shoulder pads or no. i mean they had no intention of seeing the field mm-hmm. uh and, and there's got to be a fine line i think between yes you want to protect your star players and you want to protect your starters and all that stuff from injury in a meaningless non you know you know preseason game but you also got to get them some actual game reps to get ready i think i I, unless you just don't think that the first half of the season matters at all you know i and i to me it does i just i don't get it it's the game of football i mean you you can be overly cautious in my opinion and go out and play the game play it with reckless abandon that's the way it's meant to be played. It is a physical game. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's a game where injuries are going to occur. I, I get all that, but I, I'm with you. I think you got to go play some. Uh, I mean, you you got to get yourself ready to play. I mean. And I know that they scrimmaged and all that, but it's. And, and I know it's elite athletes and the game's a lot faster and it's a lot more physical than any other level. But any other level, you don't go into a scrimmage and, and not, you know, play the guys that, you know, want to. Figure out, hey, can can they do this or not? Yep. Uh, CNC Collision Center text line, the Jerry Jones clip makes him sound like he's trying to justify his decisions with the team and not what was driving him to make those decisions. Well, maybe. Uh, but he was all over the map with that one, he's wasn't delusional. he? delusional. <laughs> I, I saw, I, I, when I was pulling the audio, I went, that's two and a half minutes. That's a long time for a quote there's got to be some stuff here, so that's <laughs> I yeah, pulled there's that. Some, there's some stuff, all right. Yes, indeed, <laughs> there certainly is. So, uh, you know, and again, the bottom line with with the with the management side of it is they felt like they had a better camp than they showed, and maybe they did. Maybe that was you know what do they call what do they call Mondays uh, in the NFL after the first game overreaction Monday because everybody you know the sky's either falling or you're headed to the Super Bowl De- depends on what you did the previous day and you know there's what 32 teams in the NFL I mean half of them are 
are uh, are in first place and half of them are, are winless. I mean, that's just how week one rolls, you know. So we'll see. Uh, and they've got a challenge coming in this week. I don't care what – and I know that Joe Burrow didn't play well, but that's a good football team. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. They've got that Super Bowl hangover, I think. And so, you know, how are they going to – how are they going to – Back up what they did last week. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna want to perform better. Mm-hmm. I I really thought that for me, Tampa Bay was going to be a challenge, and they could win against Cincinnati. I I don't think they can win against Cincinnati now. Just just watching what the Cowboys did, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure who they can beat. I told you I thought they were 0-2 to begin the season because I thought Tampa Bay was better than they were, and I thought Cincinnati's a better roster than they were with Dak. And, yeah. I, and I still do. Yeah, I, but again, I just – I don't think – I don't think Cincinnati's going to – well, it's maybe reaching, but I don't think they're going to be really in the mix this year. Really? I don't. Boy, I do. I, I think they're a good football. I don't think you go from the – penthouse to the outhouse but maybe you do gonna, i don't i don't think they're going to be in the outhouse but i i do think that you know there's a possibility they're going to be fighting to make the playoffs oh well yeah it, it, I, maybe and, and a lot of that has to do with the afc is better than the nfc well absolutely and, it it, it, and it's not even close no. i mean they are it's yeah. just the way it is uh, there's a lot better football played in the AFC than it is in the NFC right now, and that's that happen. That goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times where the you know you couldn't find Unless a good football. Cowboys. Yeah, well, exactly. In the last 25 years, uh, all right, 17 after seven. Sorry. Yeah, well, it's the truth. 17 after seven. We're, we're delusional to think that it's going to stay the same, and and, and the results are going to be different. It's not. No. It's not. No. Under this formula. This is what you get. Well, and I, I think it gets worse because I don't think Cooper Rush can get it done. I'm sorry, but I I just don't. You watch. He's going to throw for 354. I hope so. I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> I'll be the TDs. first to admit I'm a Cowboy fan, but I just I don't see it. I he, have he haven't he hasn't shown it to me yet. Quarterback rating of 175. I mean, it's just you know. <laughs> it's 718. This yeah, is and game I don't time. Need all those damn ratings that he uh, wins. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dive into some college football coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. 
If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver royal pizza located at 602 south avenue g in clifton have you ever been stranded on the side of the road the next time it happens call big boys record service to get you and your ride where you need to be you can count on big boys record service to help you with roadside assistance such as when your vehicle won't start you need a tire change you locked yourself out of your vehicle or you're stuck in the mud remember big boys record service can help with heavy hauls as well no job too big or too small they do it all in business since 1983 big boys record service call 254-662-3031 and remember slow down or move over an agent for 31 years joe wimpy agency farmers insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options whether it's auto home life or business insurance and retirement planning and joe is proud of his longtime connection to baylor university his brother jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 722, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. It's the Bears in Texas State. That's coming up at 11 a.m., on uh, on Saturday, boy, I love those 11 a.m. games. <laughs> that means game time, or game day live, rather. Game day live begins at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. from uh, Touchdown Alley. I said 7 a.m. So you can have a little coffee and have your breakfast, and uh, and listen to us as we get you ready for Baylor and Texas State. Now. Uh, Saturday night in uh, in Provo, the uh, uh, Tay McWilliams went out of the game, and uh, his availability is still up and uh, up in question. As is Monterey Baldwin's. Uh, you know they were uh, uh, on Monday. Uh, the media asked about Monterey Baldwin and, and Tay McWilliams, and 
and uh, Coach Aranda said, "Hey, still, you know, still got question marks. Don't know the, uh, don't know their availability for for Saturday." Uh, so that that kind of changed the rotation. I got Squirrel Williams some more touches, some more carries, and it also got Quaylen Jones into the game. And I thought Quaylen Jones ran hard, played well. A couple of touchdowns, sixty-seven yards, sixteen carries. In fact, he led Baylor rushers with the per carry average of four point two. And Warden, you know, I think you can live with four point two. Uh, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, that's if you get four point two on first down, then then you're in pretty good shape. Uh. You know, yeah, your book up. is your yeah. book is open. Yeah. So, meeting with the media yesterday, uh, Squirrel Williams was asked about uh, his contributions and in, in, in getting carries and, and staying healthy and all that kind of stuff. I would just say showing up every day, um, preparing myself. You know, being in the treatment room, uh, working on my body. So you know, when I get that opportunity to go out there and get us uh, more carries than I usually would receive, that my body's ready to go and it's able to handle it. And if Tay McWilliams is not ready, he is going to get more touches than he normally does. And, you know, and he, he you know, does he get to start? I don't know. I don't think with this group, the, the way this running back room is, is constructed right now, particularly with Tay McWilliams out, mm-hmm. that it really matters. I mean, I think Squirrel had 17 carries Saturday night and Quaylen had 16. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's does it matter who gets the first one right now? When you and again, we don't know the status of McWilliams, Tay McWilliams. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Now, Squirrel was asked about Quaylen Jones in that running back room. You know, Quaylen stepped up uh, big time for us uh, against BYU. You know, uh, he showed me a lot of things that you know a lot of guys in the room knew that he can do. But going out there and putting it on film really showed a lot to a lot of people. And and that's, I think that's fair. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, look, I, I didn't know a ton about Quaylen Jones. I mean, he was deep in the in the chart, but I thought he I thought he ran hard. I thought he played well. I thought he gave him a, a, a spark in that running game, and he didn't mind going up in in between the tackles, Warden, getting his nose dirty. I mean, well, that's I, what you've got to have. I liked I liked the way he attacked the running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was got to have guys that'll put their foot in the ground and go north and south. Yeah. Again, there was no explosives from anybody in the game. Again, the longest run was 13. The longest pass play was 19 against BYU. But so he was he was steady at 16 for 67 or whatever it was. A a 4.2 average. Uh, So where is the running game, in your opinion, without McWilliams? I, I, I think you're okay with with. Squirrel and and Quaylen and you know the committee type type approach. I you you may be. I mean, I think you might miss some explosiveness um, and some power that you're looking for. Uh, I don't think Squirrel has has the power that you want. So that's going to be something that they have to adjust, and that's just a play calling deal. I mean, you you find a way to to get him in in to better situations, and so. Uh, to give him an opportunity to, to get through to the second level. And, you know, if you can get to the second level with, with guys like him, he can make some things happen. He can make some people miss and and break one off. So I I think it'll be okay. But, I, I again, you'd like to have that power when you need it. They ran it 52 times. Mm-hmm. 52 times. And, and Tay McWilliams only had six carries. You know, uh, the bulk of the of – the, of the running game went to to Craig at uh, Squirrel Williams, 
17 carries, 69 yards. Quayland, 16 carries, 68 yards. Uh, Richard Reese had six carries for 19 yards. But the majority – and, Dean, and, uh, and uh, Dylan Doyle had uh, had one carry down on the goal line. But for, for the most part, it was, it was, it was Squirrel and Quaylen, you know, between them uh, 32 carries. You know, so is, is that the formula you use if Tay McWilliams is not available? And I think it probably is. Well, it depends on the game plan, too, and what yeah. you're trying to accomplish and what the defense has given you. There's a whole lot of factors. You I can't mean, go into a game and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to run the ball 32 times. Um, but you can go into a game and, and look at, at at what the defense has given you, and you know you take what they give you, and you'd like to run the ball that much to be able to absorb the clock as much as you can, and and move the change and get that rhythm going, and that opens up the passing game. I mean, there's a lot of things to it, but you know, it, again, it depends on what the game calls for and what you're mm-hmm. able to do. Yep. All right, so it's the Bears and Texas State, and that's coming up uh, Saturday morning, eleven a.m. kick. I think FS1 has it on on the on the television side, and of course, John, JJ, and Ricky right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a seven twenty nine, and uh, we're going to get to uh, to some more college football. This is perfect perfect timing. JB on our uh, Centex Sports Fan uh, or CNC Collision Center text line says, "Tell me how Jimbo Fisher still has his job." And then there he put up a picture of Jimbo. $8 million buyout. There you go. There you go. Uh, is it time to panic in College Station? I don't think so. We'll talk about it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Time now for the Cowboy Report. Here's the latest from the uh, Cowboys with Christy Scales, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out at richardcar.com. Everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A roster decision bodes well for Dak returning faster than expected following surgery on his broken thumb. We'll explain after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. There's better news following surgery to repair Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott's broken right thumb. When a player's going to miss several weeks, he's placed on injured reserve. By rule, however, IR means missing at least four games. Yesterday on the Cowboys radio flagship station in Dallas, Jerry Jones had this to say about Dak. We will not put him on IR. Uh, the people that are ready to play quarterback for us are the ones that played all preseason, Cooper Rush and Greer. The other thing is that uh, we feel very good after surgery, after listening to the medical people, that Dak has a real chance to uh, be back out there throwing the ball pretty quick. 
Cooper Rush takes first-team practice reps this week as the Cowboys prepare to host the Bengals on Sunday. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. China Spring remains number two in Class 4A Division I in this week's Texas Football High School rankings. The Connor Cadets have moved into the 10th spot in 4A Division II, and Lorena is now number three in 3A Division I. Crawford is still third in 2A Division I, while Mart is second in 2A Division II, with Chilton ranked seventh in that poll. A two-run homer by Mark Mathias tied it in the seventh, and his solo shot in the ninth walked it off for an 8-7 Texas win over Oakland. Rangers and A's are back in action tonight. You can hear the game on Cool 101.3 FM. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Yuli Gurriel each homered in the Astros' 6-3 win over Detroit. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock, the John Moore Show, and he's going to have Clint Shields, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Bobcats of Texas State, on the program. And then, of course, tonight uh, at 7 o'clock, I believe they are live at Rudy's. It is the uh, Baylor Coaches Show, and Dave Miranda will be there. So, And I believe Michelle Leonard, the soccer coach, i got to double-check that, but I believe that's the, that's the plan for tonight. 
over at uh, Rudy's with uh, the voice of the Bears, John Moore. Should be a lot of fun. All right, you just saw the uh, the the uh, message on our CNC Collision Center text line. Ward, 186 yards last week against App State. What's going on with the A&M football team? I think everybody's hitting the panic button way too soon. I mean, App State's a team that has beaten three top ten teams. Mm-hmm. You know, so they know how to get it done. Uh, should they have been the Aggies? I don't know. I mean, if you go out and, and, and roll an egg out there, you're going to get beat. Um, I, I think it's way too early to hit the panic button on Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher came into this program just five years removed from winning the national championship. Jimbo Fisher hasn't had the quarterback that he had at Florida State by any stretch of the imagination to make Florida State as good as they were. He just he hasn't. Uh, he had Kellen Mond, which Kellen Mond was not a Jimbo Fisher guy. He was already on campus before he got here. Uh, but, you know, that that helped him win some games early. You know, how quickly you forget, they did beat number one Alabama. And so, it, look, it, you – who are you going to go get that's going to be better than Jimbo Fisher right now? And I get he's got the number one recruiting class. Give me a break. I don't want to hear that. I, that that means nothing to me. That's just – that's on paper. And if it all works out in the wash, that's great. But I'm not one to buy in, and you know this more than anybody, I'm not one to buy in, hey, he's got four stars, five stars, six stars. How can he put the film on and let me see how he does on Saturdays? That's what matters. It doesn't matter what he did in high school. It doesn't matter how many stars he has under his belt. It just doesn't. You have it's, no it's idea fun when to talk kid, about. You have no idea when that kid peaks. No. Yeah, it's fun to talk about. And yeah. It, yeah in, in, and it's, in March. It's, yeah, but it, that doesn't correlate to can he play on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night. There, I so, think- I, you know, look, he's got to be able to go find that quarterback that, you know, like, like he had at – at Florida, you know, he had three really good quarterbacks at, at Florida State. And, you know, Christian Ponder, James Winston, and, and Manuel, they were great quarterbacks. Played in the NFL and done well. So, can can he go find that guy to, to give him a chance? You know, Kevin Sumlin had Johnny Manziel running all over the field. And he beat Alabama too, by the way. Yeah, with, with Johnny Manziel. So, you know, and their their records are almost identical through the same amount of games. Their their bank account not. No, they're not. And and I I get why you're frustrated as an as an Aggie fan and everybody's looking at it and, and throwing stones, but I just tell me who you're going to get to come into A and M that's going to be better qualified coach than Jimbo Fisher. I don't know who that is. Maybe there is somebody. But you know, he still hasn't found that right mixture that works for him. Now, maybe he never will, and he, you know, it just doesn't work for him at Texas A&M. I don't know. But to hit the panic button after App State beats you, I think is, I mean, is should there be some concern? Probably. Yeah, you got to play better than that. And if you play better than that and you get beat by a team like that, then that's you That's also got to give the football back to your offense a little bit. You didn't get off the field. I, exactly right. There That's was what no I'm saying. rhythm offensively to that game for Texas A&M. They snapped it 38 times. Well, and that's in because App State was able to just chew the clock up. Yes. It was a perfect game plan. Yes. And, 
Sometimes you just have to tip your cap and walk off the field and come back for another day. And you make a great point. Look, they got beat by two against NC State, mm-hmm. and then they go to College Station and win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's not fluky or, or you know we stumbled into one. That's hey, that's a pretty good football team. It is absolutely it is, and they had a good game plan and they were able to execute it. Should they? And, in my opinion, A and M should not lose to App State at home. Shouldn't. Well, no. But under the under what happened under the circumstances and how App State approached the football game and the patience that they showed throughout the day, all four quarters, mm-hmm. you only snapped it thirty-eight times for one hundred and eighty-six yards, and that that's in due to again App State getting their game plan together and it and it working. You know, three yards in a cloud of dust isn't always bad football. No. I mean, it's won a lot of football games back in the olden days when, you know. It can you can win one now, too. Just. Yeah, it certainly can. But, you know, it's not going to be as sexy as everybody wants it to be. It's not well, 50 points, I, you know. It's, you, it just isn't. It's 17 you, to 14. With, you win and, by it, one. It still goes on the left side I, of the column. I get it. I'm with you 100%. But 99% of the people now, you know, that's why that's one of the reasons why baseball is, is suffering because there's, quote, not enough offense in it. Yeah, well. That's, you know – there's a there's a art. I don't need to win with style. I just need to win. That's right. There's an art and a beauty to to playing defense, and no, and, and most people don't get it. They don't and don't want to get it. I mean, no, they don't care. No, hurry up, and give me the ball back. They you they want to they want to play Madden. Yeah, and that's about you know that's about throwing bombs and scoring touchdowns and all that and all that stuff. So, uh, that's that's let's let it play out. You know, and, I agree. You know, he was asked about, you know, are you going to give up play calling? He's, you know, I might, but you know, <laughs> we're two games into this thing. Let's let this thing play out. Now, granted, we mentioned this yesterday. They've got a pretty difficult road ahead of them. They got Miami this weekend mm-hmm. in College Station. They've got uh, Arkansas at a neutral site at, at Jerry World. They've got Mississippi State on the road, and then they got Alabama on the road. They've got a, a month's worth of really, really tough football to play. Okay, would you be shocked if they were zero and three going into Alabama? Uh shocked? No, uh, I think they got to get one of those three, though. Okay. I mean, would, you know, would you be shocked if they were three and zero? Yes. I wouldn't. I, I would. <laughs> I mean that that's your that you're that's a you're asking them to to go beat a couple of top fifteen teams. Uh, you're asking them to beat an SEC another SEC opponent on the road. Again, shocked? Eh, maybe not shocked, but surprised by both of those. Zero and three and three and zero. I mm-hmm. would be. You know. Uh, look, I, I I told you guys yesterday if they got out of there two and two. Most people, come on, that's a tough That's a tough ask. If you're going to do what you talked about, I think you have to beat Miami at home. Oh, I think so. And that's Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Yeah, and, and I think if, if, if you're wanting to get back on the right track, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be Miami right now because they're going to be laser-focused. And they do have some talent. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's see how it plays out. Now, if Miami goes in there and runs them, out of the stadium. What is Miami? 13, 14? They're this 10. 13. This week? Yeah. I think they're 10. Are they 10? I don't know. I, I looked at it yesterday and, and I've slept since then. I think they're I think they're 13. I think they're I think they're 13. Uh they've got it's two top 15 teams in the next three weeks because it's Arkansas and and Miami. 
Uh, so I think I think the Hurricanes. They are 13. Or 13. And then A&M dropped to 24. Where's Arkansas? 10? Arkansas is 10, yeah. Okay, so there you go. That That's what they've got ahead of them, plus number two, Alabama. So they've got 13, 10, and two, and only one of those at home. So, by the way, Alabama is not the number two team in the country. Where would you put them? One. They're still number one. They're the best football team in the country. Well, they went to Austin and didn't play very well, and, I, and the I, eye candy I, and I said, vote them, d- dump it. them down. I get it. but And put Kirby's – put Kirby's team up at number one does it really matter no doesn't matter a hill of beans because those two will be in the playoffs mm-hmm. so it really doesn't matter I mean it's just conversation piece for us all right so that's the Aggies uh West Virginia I well I don't know and I told you guys back during the summer I'm I'm a big Neil Brown fan I think this guy is a is a terrific coach but for whatever reason it's just not working they lose to KU and the athletic director at West Virginia has to give him the uh, the vote of confidence, Shane Lyons. And Lyons said the other day, I know and, and deeply care that our fans are frustrated with the start of the football season, but so are our coaches and our student athletes who have busted their tails getting ready for the year. So Good for him. Yeah. As athletic director, I am as disappointed as the fans but I see how much our coaches and players care and want to win and make our fans proud. So that's, uh, you know, and they were. That's get off my yard, kid. Yeah, I I think the disappointing thing from the WVU fan base was that they they had a 28-14 lead over KU and and kicked it. Got outscored 28-3. and I think that's probably the most disappointing thing for um, for those fans is they. they if it had, would have been any other team other than KU, would they be as disappointed? Oh, uh, that's hard to say, but I I would think so. I mean, if you got a twenty eight fourteen lead, go go finish it. Well, I I get that, but it's still Kansas. So since Neil Brown has been at West Virginia, so they haven't had a whole lot of winning going on in the last few years, and again. I think the guy's a good football coach. What's going on? I don't know. But I don't think there's any doubt that this is a pretty important year for him, and they're they're off to an 0-2 start. So there you go. Uh, and finally, we, we touched on it a couple of minutes ago, Ward. Texas, what are they going to do at quarterback? Yeah, that's a great question. And Stark has said that – Well, they know, had a press conference on Monday like everybody else. And that's where he said that <laughs> – they're his two quarterbacks are day to day, and so you know we'll they're in treatment every day, and they'll find out if they're ready to go by Saturday. I okay, let's see. Hey, it may just be you know table talk, yeah, poker face, yeah. Uh, and you had a good point. It could be neither. Is yeah, it? I I think it's I think it's the redshirt freshman that they have to trot out there. I mean, why would you? Again, just like I said on Dak, rushing him out there, why would you rush out to your two quarterbacks? And no offense to UTSA, but it's not a conference game. I'm with you. Uh, Quinn Ewers, day-to-day, that, that's, that's – you know, we heard, what, four weeks or something like that? Uh, yeah. The initial report was four to six, and then it dropped down to two to four, and now 
Coach Sark is saying day to day. But again, to Ward's point earlier, that's just probably Coach Talk keeping it up to his vest. I I, I don't know. Just looking at what I saw Saturday, I would think Hudson Card has a better opportunity to get ready. And, and he, he was, you know, he played. He was gimpy as all get out. Uh, but I he looked like he had a better opportunity to have himself ready to play than mm-hmm. – than Quinn Ewers, but you know, again, uh, it was six to eight weeks on deck, and now it's less than four. Who knows? All right, all right, Ryan, calm down over there. Ryan's giving us that you got to get to a break. Seven forty-eight, <laughs> and we'll talk some high school football. We'll do that for you next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, tonight at seven p.m here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight beginning at 7 and hear from soccer coach Michelle Leonard and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight live from Rudy's. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco tonight at 7 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 
60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. China Spring remains number two in Class 4A Division I in this week's Texas Football High School rankings. The Connor Cadets have moved into the 10th spot in 4A Division II and Lorena is now number three in 3A Division I. Crawford is still third in 2A Division I, while Mart is second in 2A Division II, with Chilton ranked seventh in that poll. A two-run homer by Mark Mathias tied it in the seventh, and his solo shot in the ninth walked it off for an 8-7 Texas win over Oakland. The Rangers and A's are back in action tonight, and you can hear the game on Cool 101.3 FM. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Yuli Gurriel each homered in the Astros' 6-3 win over Detroit. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 753. If you're out and about this morning, drive carefully. This is game time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. We're in the Allen Samuel Studios, and Ward, uh, it starts tomorrow night, but uh, for the most part, most of it is on Friday night, which is where it's supposed to be, by the way. Uh, you got high school football. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you got high school football. And this week, we were just kind of kicking around trying to figure out what is the game of the week. Is it Arlington, Martin, and Temple, two really good football teams? Is it uh, China Spring at Conley? Is it La Vega and Lorena? Is it Whitney and West? How about Martin Centerfield? Harker Heights, Odessa Permian? I mean, Academy Salado. If you were picking, what are you picking? Yeah, I I, I like the Heights Permian matchup. It's a good one. I've, I, and this, you know, this week to the district play and four or five, I really like Shoemaker at Lake Belton. Both teams really good. Lake Belton had a huge comeback from behind win against Red Oak on the road last week to uh, get their first district win in the football program's history. And Shoemaker, they lost a, a tight one with a 3 0 Midlothian team. They lost, only lost by five. So I think this is a really intriguing matchup for I, I, district play. I'm going to go China Spring and Conley. Both of them top 10 teams in 4A, one in Division One, one in Division Two. Uh, I'm going with that game. But let me just say this, and I told you guys this off the air no disrespect to anybody, but this is probably the most difficult game the Panthers of Mart High School will face. Biggest test, anyway, uh, until they get into the playoffs. And that's just, I'm sorry, that's just the facts. Now, does it mean that they won't be in another competitive football game? No. I mean, you you never know uh, if somebody raises up and plays well. But right now, if you looked at everything on paper, until they get to the second or third round of the playoffs, to me, this is... This is their biggest challenge. This is a top 10 team in, in 2A Division One. Their only loss was to Crawford, and it was a come-from-behind win. Uh, I, I think this is one where Mark's going to have to play four quarters. And, Ward, you know this as well as I. They don't play four quarters in Mark very often. I mean, it just – they haven't had to mm-hmm. because they go out and get it done early. Right. And then other kids get an opportunity to play a lot. 
Uh, but this, to me, this is a four-quarter football game. This is you better be ready to play because Centerville well, is certainly going to be ready to play. I, in my opinion, they certainly need that. Yes. I, and that's why he, he being Kevin Hoffman, I think that's, that's why they're on this schedule. You know, and, and the way that they scheduled their non-district ball games, you know, that's what they, that's what they were looking for. They want to be challenged and they want to be, you know, where they have to make decisions and, 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 you know, do we go for it on fourth down? All those things that can decide a football game. They, they wanted that. Uh, they just haven't had it this year, but uh, we'll, we'll see about Friday night. But man, I, if, if I was able to pick a one B, the one B, this is going to be a good test for the, for the Panthers. So uh, we will start our coverage tomorrow night with Waco football uh, against Middle Lothian. 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock kick, a, a rare Thursday night game for the second consecutive week. <laughs> Stop it. And then, of course, Friday night we'll have high school football, Temple and Arlington Martin over on our sister station, uh, Fox Sports Central Texas. We'll also have University in Coppers Cove down in Cove uh, on our sister station, 104.9 uh, Star FM. So uh, keep that in mind. And, and we'll actually have high school coverage for you tonight at 6.30, live from Wings Pizza and Things down in Temple Ward, you've got the uh, Scott Stewart Show and the uh, the Cats coming off that loss to uh, to College Station High. I'm sure there's plenty to talk about for Coach Stewart. Yeah, there'll be a lot to talk about. That That's a disappointing loss. That's a team that, you know, has, has very familiarity with the Temple Wildcats. They played them in the playoffs. They scrimmage them every year. And so uh, they know what type of team that is. I, and I also think, you know, listening to you guys do that game and, and looking at the stats and watching film, getting ready for, for this week, that might've been one that Temple Wildcats just let slip through their fingertips. Had a, it was an interesting game. I'll say this. Uh, how often do you see a kickoff to start a half or anytime really uh, return for a touchdown? That's a rarity. And then the turnaround, how the other team did the exact same Answer. thing. Yeah. So, to start the second half, Temple kicked to to College Station, and they returned it for a touchdown, only to have Temple return the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown. It was it was like bam, bam. You're like, there's fireworks <laughs> in in Aggie Land, mm-hmm. and there was uh, Cougars and the Cats getting after it. So, and it was fun to check out those pants, man. Blue front, white back. Here we go. <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. Neat traditions. In yes, Denver. it is. Yes, it is. All right, seven fifty-eight, and again, we'll have more on high school football tomorrow, and again on Friday, seven fifty-eight. John Morris is here, and he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor volleyball wins on the home floor in the Farrell Center, plus our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco. Because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. Save big this month on a new 2022 Dodge Charger GT and get $500 bonus cash with 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, first responders get an extra $500 off your purchase. Stop by today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, tonight at 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight, beginning at 7, and hear from soccer coach Michelle Leonard and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight, live from Rudy's. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, tonight at 7 p.m. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Now doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. 14th ranked Baylor Volleyball, a 3-0 winner over North Texas last night in the Farrell Center. Back in action tomorrow night. And that's the starting point in our weekly conversation with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Yeah, tomorrow night against uh, Tulsa, so that uh, that should be a uh, great matchup. And then uh, the following day, Friday, two matches: Sam Houston and uh, and McNeese. So, coming off uh, the weekend, three and zero off of the uh, the Baylor Invitational, and so we'll uh, we'll see how we we do in the Baylor Classic. So, a lot of Baylor tournaments. <laughs> That's right. Get those home matches and make the most of it. Soccer's back in action Sunday. They play at SMU. Before that, uh, football back home on Saturday. Texas State comes in. Trying, Baylor trying to bounce back against the Bobcats. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll need to, to bounce back. And, you know, we a uh, little bit nicked up. Um, we knew that the, uh, the game out in Provo was going to be a physical game and uh, a great, great environment, great matchup. Really think that was a blessing for for us to to play in that that type of environment. Our, our younger you know players getting getting that that experience, and then you know having to come back you know 11 a.m. against a, a Texas State team that I I think is is improved, certainly can score points, and uh, should be a should be a great game. You know, family weekend, faculty and staff appreciation game. Uh, we're going to be honoring over 300. Uh, academic champions are our own student athletes and uh, that done just or continue to do just a, a great job in in the uh, in the classroom so excited about it k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas let's go around the big 12 with josh neighbors from locked on big 12 podcast on espn central texas it's a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we say good morning to Josh Neighbors for the podcast, Locked on Big 12. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm well, gentlemen. How are you guys? Terrific. We appreciate your time. Let's let's dive right into it. 
Uh, let's begin with uh, with the West Virginia Mountaineers. They had a 28-14 lead over over the fight in Kansas and, uh, and and come up short. Now they're 0-2 and the and the AD's giving out a, a vote of confidence. Is Neil Brown in trouble already? Yeah, there's. Well, if his buyout wasn't so big, I think he'd be in, in much greater trouble. I think the problem right now uh, for for them is just late game execution has not been good. But that's not the only problem for them. You know, for for them, the, the defense has been pretty inconsistent so far. I mean, they were off to a good start, and then really against Kansas, just lit them up. Uh, I mean, on the ground through the air, some Jalen Daniels was fantastic. It seemed like they put their foot in the throttle to start off that game. They were up 14 to nothing. And then they just kind of let off. And so they've now got a game against Towson at home. And then they have Virginia Tech on the road and they hit conference play. So this is a team that really, there's a chance they could be staring down one and four, one and five, even like two and four, whatever it is, um, you know, coming up here. So I mean, I think the one thing for Neil Brown is a lot of people think he is a good coach and also $16 million of a buyout. They really can't. I mean, it's that's going to take a Herculean effort from some boosters to, to, to fire him at that dollar figure. And also we're uncertain about what the next television contract, the big 12 look like. I mean, they're going to need some help to make that buyout happen. So I think whatever happens this year, it won't be bad enough to cannon, uh, especially with $16 million being the price tag at the end of this year. And on the flip side of that, what do we think of Kansas? Wow. I mean, they, they you know, I was saying this last week, it, it's hard to win a game 50 pass with the less driven programs. And I think, First string defense was last year. They've got ten chances to hit that. Think he can get by on us? Quinn Ewers is day to day. It's out there. It's going to take them four weeks at least to get back. And then anybody you know who watched that Texas Alabama game should tell that uh, you know that Hudson Card's not in a good spot right now physically. So you kind of wonder, okay, well, what's next? Well. Malik Murphy for them is injured. And so I think I believe it's Charles Wright, who is the the next guy on the list, uh, who's a redshirt freshman and really not a guy that we know a whole lot about. So uh, I'm kind of in a spot right now where I think it's going to be right. It sounds like Cardo, I don't think he practiced yesterday. And he was really, he really looked banged up in the end of that game. So I know they're going to try to get him out there, but there's a chance that it's Wright who's going to be taking those snaps and not just him, but guys like B. John Robinson are banged up too. We know also that Roshan Johnson went into the season with an ankle injury and I think he's fine now, but never know if that could be an issue. So that's kind of the one thing that happens when you play Bama It is a violent, violent game. It's a really physical game. So that is something that I think Texas also has to adjust to against the SEC, like, more of these Georgia and Alabama type games, they're violent, violent contests. And they're kind of feeling the effects of that right now as they face UTSA this week. We're visiting with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, I know, I know way down deep that you stayed up to 3 o'clock in the morning watching the uh, double overtime game between BYU and Baylor. Uh, what, was your, what was your takeaways from, uh, from that contest? 
Well, I, yes, I did. Did you really? Uh, only, uh, yeah, I'm on East Coast time. Yeah, I know. That's I, what I said. Three I, o'clock in the morning. I was up. I was up. Um, uh, so I'll give you like the big picture, Big Twelve thing first. What was really amazing was sitting here on my couch all day, and I actually I was able to watch my my dad this past weekend. Um, and I spent a day with him watching, and he was like, "This is on all day." I mean. Think about it. You know, Kansas State and Missouri played at noon, at, at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, as did Alabama and Texas. And throughout the entire day, all the way until I went to bed at 2, 2.33 a.m. in the morning, um, th- there was Big 12 football on. I mean, the games were nonstop. It was one game after the next. You know, it was the early games to the Cyhawk game and, and, and Texas Tech and Houston to the, to the Kansas-West Virginia game, to Oklahoma-Kent State and Oklahoma State versus Arizona State. And then we had the Baylor game starting right after that. And this just from a Big 12 perspective, guys, that's like good news, that the fact that every single window you could put a college football game in on, the Big 12 can fill. And I'm sure you guys saw the ratings. 2.4 million people watched Baylor and BYU. Now, that's a great matchup. But it did better than any, you know, any other game in that spot since 2016. So it just shows the Big 12 that they can put some, they put a good product on late. This ain't was, and there was no offense to these teams. They actually scored both big wins. But this isn't Washington State, Oregon State, you know, Washington State, UCLA. Like the Big 12 can put on really good matchups. And so also another thing, I, th- I think BYU can expect to have that eight o'clock Mountain Time kick because. That's going to help the Big 12's television footprint. And obviously, we saw this weekend, that's a big thing to have. If you're putting 2.4 million eyes on a TV at 10 p.m. Eastern time on a Saturday night, guys, that's really good. That's really freaking good. And also about the game itself, I wasn't surprised. The one problem, I thought BYU would win, despite the fact they didn't have Romney or Nakua. I think um, the... The la- it felt like there was a lack of trying with the explosive plays for Baylor. I-, I know it's a team that is built off of running the football. I understand that, but they tested like what was it like forty eight rushes? I think if you fifty two. Yeah, right. I I, I know it's fifty two. Yeah, it, it was somewhere in that range. I'm not sure what happens if you take out the sacks, whatever. But still, yeah, the final number came out to fifty two rushes, and I don't think they hit a play for over twenty yards the entire night. No, um, no, it was 13 on on the ground, 19 through the year. Right, and and I I think this is my my thought here is look, you brought Blake Shapin in because you wanted the offense to be a bit more explosive. You need to give it the opportunity to be that. Now that being said, there are a bunch of new, uh, Ben Sims is really the only like super veteran target that he has, and so it is my opinion that. You know, it wasn't just Blake Shapin going to a hostile environment. There's a lot of guys who didn't know what that was like going into a hostile environment, especially the skill positions on offense. I thought this would be a loss that they could take a lot from. And look, they were close to winning that game, despite the fact that the offensive game plan had a lot of holes. That's encouraging because that's all stuff that Dave Aranda and company can look at and fix. And I think that is really encouraging. So is, is this hurt Baylor and their Big 12 title hopes at all? Not one bit. I think you could argue, actually, that their Big 12 title hopes probably got better because they know what holes this team has, and they know in a game 
where they maybe didn't have the best game plan or didn't play you know, their best football on offense, that they can still go out there and give themselves a chance to win because the game ended in double overtime. It was a close game. So I, I thought there was a lot to take from this game, both for the conference and for both teams, and also BYU. They had to win that game. Losing twice to Baylor, that would have been rough. And it kind of makes you reconsider, hey, how good are we as we head into the Big 12? How much momentum does Joey Guire and the Red Raiders have after that win on Saturday? Oh, I, I thought of you, Ward. I mean, do you love that? I, you had to be loving that, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Donovan Smith, to, to throw three picks in the second half and to convert the fourth and 20 and to, and to score the game winner, um, the, kid, the kids got it. Now, it's funny because you can kind of see the reasons why Tyler Shuck was named the starter, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of mistakes from Donovan Smith out there. But the way he rallied, he stayed in the game. This was a weird game where it seems like it just went in fits and, and starts. It was it, it it kind of lacked flow in my opinion. But Texas Tech at home, getting the job done. Their defense was good occasionally too in that game. Um, and then they're a live dog this week now on the road. They're a live dog on the road at NC State. I, I'm not sure where the record finishes for them, but they're already exceeding my expectations. I thought Houston was going to win this game. And, and Texas Tech, with, a, with their, their backup quarterback, uh, went in there and got the job done. Uh, let's, what, what kind of job is the Nebraska job today? N- not, not what kind of job was it when they were in the Big 8 or the Big 12, but what kind of job is it today? Yeah, I, th- I still think it's a good job for a guy, and it's, it's painful to say it, for guys like Leipold, Kleinman, and Campbell, for program builders, it's a great job. For the flashy hires, it's not as good of a job because I, I work with Tom Luganville over, uh, over at SiriusXM sometimes, and, and he makes a great point. The advent of cable television really did hurt Nebraska because the, you know, the amount of schools that are on television, now every single school is on television, and that's, that's an advantage Nebraska used to have that one's now gone. Also, he said they did a study of a 14 recruiting class they had, and you know the, the average kid that goes there is traveling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles to be there. But also, you know, you might say, well, they're on television, though, so they could always be watched everywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, there are other places the kids can go. So at a place like that, you need a guy who's probably got some Midwestern ties and you feel like can, you know, do a good job there. But the thing is, they still have a ton of resources. There's a reason why they could fire Scott Frost when they did. You know, everybody's talking about, wow. Uh, it was extra, so what, $7.1 million, whatever it is, if they had just waited. Yeah, they're Nebraska. They don't have to wait. They have the capital, and guess what? They're about to have even more capital as soon as this Big Ten television contract kicks in, and it could be to the tune of an extra $100 million a year. Th- this is still a good job for those reasons, and you put a Midwestern guy like a Matt Campbell, like a Lance Leipold, like a Chris Kleiman, all of which who have won at different locations to the to, you know, to the measure that they've won is, is different, but they've all won at different locations. They're all good at checking off boxes for programs, and they're all good at getting their teams to a certain spot where they have like that big year. And Nebraska might say, well, those guys' feelings aren't high enough. But then you kind of think about it, okay, you got to have a coach who gets you to 6-6 six six first before we discuss whether or not he can go 8-4 and four or 10-2, and two, right? They're not anywhere near 6-6, six and six, so we can't be thinking about 10-2 and two in the old days until we get to 6-6, six and six. and I can guarantee you those guys will get your program back to where it needs to be. The ceiling, I don't know, 
but they'll get you into a conversation of, all right, where is our ceiling? And that's where they have to go first. Is Matt Campbell the leader in the clubhouse right now? How do you not – how is he not your first call? Yeah. I know there are some people who think it's, you know, it's not as sexy of a hire, but Matt Campbell, you know, the job he's done at Iowa State, think about all the, the boxes that he has checked off, right? The fact that he has gotten them, uh, you know, to a New Year's Six game. They won the New Year's Six game. He got a preseason top ten. I know it didn't go well, but the fact that a seven and five season at Iowa State last year was, in my opinion, a failure shows you to where he got the team. And also, they recover, they come back this year, and they get the monkey off their back of, of beating Iowa. And they do it on the road in Iowa City. Like, this guy, if you have a checklist of stuff that needs to get done at your program, he's going to check it off. Do I know what the top ceiling is? No, but Nebraska needs boxes checked. They need bowls. How about consecutive bowls? How about seven, eight wins? And then we can talk about, all right, can he get us to a Big, a Big Ten championship? But they've got to check the boxes first. And Matt Campbell will definitely at a place like that, given the resources they have, there's no doubt in my mind that he'd get Nebraska back to somewhat relevant. What are you working on for the, uh, for the podcast? Talking about the, uh, the television, some of the numbers that we saw and kind of the effects in the windows that we might see Big 12 uh, games played in uh, coming off this weekend. And also a look at some big games for Texas Tech, for Kansas, and for BYU coming up this weekend also. Just some, some incoming Big 12 and some current Big 12 stuff. Find it locked on Big 12 Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube as well. Josh, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks for your time today. Yep, talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. It's 8-19. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat. Remember, if you uh, missed anything on the program today, you can go to SyntechSportsFan.com uh, and uh, check it out. We've got it uh, We've got it uploaded for you in a podcast format, and we'll have this program available to you uh, within 10 or 15 minutes at the conclusion of the program, including including Stephanie from Sales speaking on sports, and we do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Riesel Coaches Show with Tyler Crow is brought to you by Kyla Dietrich and Kelly Realtors. Coach, coming off a 54-21 loss to Thorndale last week, this is a game where your team started kind of slow and dug yourself a hole. Your team played well late, but just weren't able to make up the gap. Yeah, Thorndale's a real good team, um, you know, and they they got a lot of seniors and returners. Um, they played well. They played pretty mistake-free, um, and we, we did some silly things that uh, kind of put us in a bind. We dropped a kickoff return. Um, we had a couple turnovers, and you can't do that against good teams. Um, and so uh, we played well in the second half once we kind of got over that, but it was uh, too big of a hole really to overcome against a good team. Now, this week you have the bye week before you start district play against Bruce Filetti. Talk a little bit about your approach to the bye week. Um, you know, I do a little bit different, I think, than some people, but uh, we're definitely going to focus on fundamentals um, and kind of getting better at us. Um, we've, we're banged up a little bit, so hopefully we can get a little healthy. Um, the bye week comes at a good time for that. We've got um, a couple of injuries. And so, um, you know, we're going to try to get healthy, work on the fundamentals, and kind of really just work on us um, because that's all we can really control anyways. ESPN Central Texas. 
Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Game time. Weekday 7 to 9 is your first word in local sports. You know that guy that walks around with pants that are just a little too short? And he's wearing brand new loafers, but no socks? Then he crosses his legs right across from you, and you have to look at his bare ankles. Ugh. Well, that's what it's like to drive your truck around without any step bars. Hi, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about one of the most common forms of truck nudity, driving around without any step bars a rampant problem in Central Texas. Now, step bars do have their functional benefits. They save wear and tear on your back and your knees. They make it easy for your wife and your children to get in and out of your truck. But mostly, having step bars on your truck is just the decent thing to do. No one wants to look at your bare rocker panels. So help us end truck nudity and put some step bars on that truck. We have some great specials on either the black or the stainless steel chrome look. Check it out at createacommotion.com steps. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution and help us end truck nudity at Pickup Outfitters. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The conversations we have. It's a thing. It is, yeah. It's a thing. Anybody ever heard of an Easter's best egg? <laughs> I didn't those, know what it are, stood for. Then the good one is for coloring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are real eggs. <laughs> now y'all need to stop. It's eight twenty-five. It's it's. I it's wish that time. we could. Yeah. <laughs> Have mercy. What do you got for us today? <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah. I wish uh, we would have been recording that. Y'all stop. Listeners need to know that there's a difference between store eggs and farm fresh eggs. But that's not what you said. You didn't get remotely close to saying that. You said real eggs. <laughs> well, they are real eggs. All of they them are, are real eggs. I know, but the ones in the store don't have the preservatives or whatever. There's no preservatives <laughs> in an egg. How do you put a? I what don't do you know. Tap it open and then. I don't put, know. I'm not a farm girl. I'm learning. No kid. No joke. Yeah. Anyways, what do you got? <laughs> morning stephanie Welcome to the party morning. happy wednesday people okay wow this is the world hey, ma- i gotta figure <laughs> out how you get those preservatives inside that it's in the chicken and the chicken lays it you don't put preservatives in a chicken there is a difference between organic and not organic so maybe the chicken is organic it depends on what you feed them you don't exactly like you know no you gotta give them a shot Oh what? No. Yeah, you know you. Yeah you, you. Yeah. So like you know those cows that eat grass. Yeah. <laughs> grass fed and not grass fed. It's the same thing with the chickens. You mean grain fed? What? They're either, either grass fed or grain fed. Right. It's not not grass fed. <laughs> Lord. Anyways, back to sports. <laughs> I think that's a sport. <laughs> just watching you. Oh, absolutely. The smoke come out. We're gonna get an arena, and we're just gonna let you in, and put you in the middle of the arena. With a microphone and just say, t- "What in the world?" <laughs> Enough. All right. So this thirteen fifty is- a ticket, by the way. Fifteen, oh, no. 15 in advance. No, let's I mean, raise the price the on that. All right. What do you got? <laughs> I got to pay for my gas. All right. This is the world dangerous sport. It's called bonsai skydiving. Do you know what that is? Um, no, I do not. So Please you explain. go up in a plane. Yeah, I've heard of this one. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you jump out of the plane, but you throw your parachute first, and you have to zoom down, grab your parachute, mm-hmm. put it on, and land in a safe place. There, there's no way. Yes, let yep. me tell you something. There is a gentleman out there named Luke Akins. In two there was? Th- is. He's oh. still alive. <laughs> there was. He's still alive. In 2006, he jumped from 25,000 feet without a parachute and landed successfully in a large trampoline net that was 100 by 100 foot. Something, what there is in the world? absolutely something wrong with him. And then he did it again in 2016. That is craziness. Now, I love to skydive, but I am not jumping out of that plane without a parachute. I, I'm, why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane to begin with? That's a great question. We've gone through this, gentlemen, and I love it. Y'all should try it. This no, guy is, no, this, no, 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 no. <laughs> this guy's doing it from a hot air balloon. There he goes. He just threw it. Just Yeah. Just And then he... Holy moly. Yeah. Now he's taking off his t-shirt. You got to grab that thing and put it around you. Okay, it's been like 20 seconds it's since he like, threw it. He threw it like 20. We're watching uh-huh. this on a video on uh-huh. YouTube. 
of course, if it's on the internet, it's, you know, but anyway. Anyways, this Luke guy was in Marvel's Iron Man 3 because of his talent of skydiving and doing this. Is that the craziest thing it ever? Is. Now, I will say this. There's a couple other skydivers that are going down with him. I guess maybe if if, it, if something happens, they can help him. Yeah. But, yeah. So, don't try the sport at home, people. No. It's dangerous. <laughs> this is wacky, and I'm, I'm getting that a stomachache just watching of this. The day. <laughs> but, here, there have been no deaths recorded from bonsai skydiving, so you've got to be a complete Not professor. yet. Stay Uh-oh. close. Stay tuned. No, got to be a complete Recorded. Oh, recorded. True. Yeah. All right, wow. Steph. Thanks. There you go. But yeah, it's craziness. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Y'all too. <laughs> go sell something. Bonsai. Bonsai. Bonsai skydiving. There you go. All right, 829. This is Game Time on ESPN Central mm. Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently, the NFL has said, no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949. 
because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We're talking football on this uh, Wednesday, and we welcome into the program from WFAA-TV in Dallas, Joe Trahan. Joe, good morning, and thanks for your time. I know you're busy, man. I appreciate you being with us. Always, Tom. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing this morning? We're doing great. Hey, let, let's dive into this Cowboy thing. Uh, so what is it? Is it six to eight weeks? Is it less than four? I mean, where are we with Dak Prescott? <laughs> it's amazing what Jerry Jones uh, can say <laughs> and do to try and sell his football club, right? Listen, um, the, with the news coming out this morning that when they actually got in there and saw that the break may have been in a different point than when they initially thought it was going to be six to eight weeks. Um, interesting, yes, but here's what I think happened, Tom. And and this is just from, from being here for 20 years, knowing what Jerry thinks, knowing how Jerry operates. He He felt the gloom and doom that was over his team. He felt the fact that there are a lot of people thinking that the Cowboys season might be over after one game. He understood that. And he said, listen, what's the best case scenario? And I think that's what he's trying to sell. You know, the fact that the Cowboys did not put Dak Prescott on, on IR means that they expect him to be back in less than four games. So you're going to tell me, after they take on Cincinnati, then after they play Washington, then after they play the Commanders, Dak's going to be ready to play in L.A. in four weeks. I, I just listen. I don't see it happening. I didn't see the medicals. I didn't. You know, I'm not privy to that information, so I can't tell you that with 100 percent certainty. But listen, if if Dak Prescott is back for that Rams game, I will be shocked. Now, will he be back five or six weeks instead of eight? That's where I would land. That's where I would land. And, and, and listen, we'll just have to see. I know Dak's going to work as hard as possible to get back, and we'll see what, where that puts him. Joe, why do the Cowboys refuse to even consider a, a veteran backup quarterback for this team? Do you want the full conspiracy theory, or do you want the clip? <laughs> 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 listen, man. Listen, guys, when was the last time the Cowboys went into a season with about $20 million in salary cap space? You tell me. You guys know. When was the last time? They had to spend a little bit of it for Jason Peters, mm-hmm. right? But still, when was the last time, guys? So the NFL is a year-to-year proposition. We know this. 
you know, it, part of the reason why the Cowboys haven't been to back-to-back playoff games in, in, in a couple decades. Ever? Right? So <laughs> it's year to year, you guys. And for them to not spend that money, the alarm bells went off in my head then. And now, you know, that another reason why the four-week time frame uh, helps out the Cowboys is they don't have to spend money on a veteran quarterback. Because, listen, if they knew Dak was going to be out six to eight, you have to have a veteran. You, you have to bring in another quarterback because what happens if Cooper Rush goes down? Then are you giving your team over to Will Greer? Mm. At that point, the entire locker room loses hope, right? There ain't a whole lot of hope now, but it would be completely gone then. So, you know, that's another reason why this four-week parameter uh, kind of changes the calculus and allows the Cowboys to do a lot of things and say a lot of things that will give a lot of people hope. And I know that Jerry Jones, more than anything in the last 25 years, has sold his fans on hope. Joe, even before the injury, they weren't exactly setting the woods on fire with their quality of play. With the way this roster is constructed, should we be should we be surprised that they weren't very good Sunday night offensively? No. Listen, the greatest fears of Cowboy fans were realized. We said it going into camp that that the receiving core, that was the biggest concern for me because outside of C.D. Lamb, you didn't have anyone who you thought could win one-on-one. And the other thing with C.D. Lamb is this. Uh, you want to talk about calculus changing? You want to talk about things looking differently? You know, when Amari Cooper was on one side and Michael Gallup was on another side, there were clean looks for C.D. Lamb. The ability to recognize and see what the defense was throwing at him was pretty clear. Well, now it's the defensive coordinator's job to take away the number one option, which is C.D. Lamb, and they're going to muddle it up, and they're going to try to confuse him, and they're going to shade people his way even when they're in a zone. They might you know, have a linebacker buzz underneath him if he tries to run that curl route. They're going to make recognition difficult for C.D. Lamb, and he did an awful job. Listen, everyone's going to throw it all on Dak. I would say this. Go back and look at the lack of separation between the receivers um, and and the defenders who were who were holding them, I'm not making excuses for Dak. He didn't play well, um, but when you add that up with the other biggest concern going into the year, which was the offensive line minus Tyron Smith, listen, it was tough sledding back there for Dak Prescott. And uh, and Cowboy fans actually should not have been surprised. They shouldn't have been. Where is this defense right now? And I understand that, you know, a minute 23 drive followed by a minute 31 drive doesn't help this defense get their legs under them at all. But I, to, to me, it's certainly the strength of this team, but they've got to have some help from the offense, don't they? Absolutely. You know, it's complimentary football. And that's one of the things, it's so comical, that's one of the things that Mike McCarthy stressed, that they had to do better. And then they go out and, and, and do that. I mean, it was awful. It was awful, and, and, you know, in terms of trying to motivate this team to do what needs to be done, he did an awful job. Um, but I still think that there are much better days ahead for the defense. I do think they just had trouble when they got ran uh, right at them, and Leonard Fournette, you know, there, there's a little bit of playoff Lenny in there. There was some LSU Lenny in there that I saw he <laughs> – Listen, he had a good game, and he was running people over. And once that started happening, I think it kind of snowballed because the offense didn't possess the ball at all. But uh, I still have a positive outlook on what this defense can do. 
They have to get, you know, they have to get teams on the run, and that will allow them to unleash what I think they can do a good job at, and that's letting Micah Parsons get loose. That's letting Tank Lawrence get loose. I'm I'm holding out hope for that. The offense, different story altogether. And I want to take you back to the offense. You mentioned the the wide receiver package from a year ago. Uh, so with that in mind, why did they let uh, move Amari Cooper down the road? Why did they let Wilson leave for Miami? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you when you're talking about both of those guys. So Jerry Jones made it quite apparent that you know the lack of availability from a lot of guys like Amari Cooper like Randy Gregory, like Lyle Collins, was part of the reason they were let go. And another part of the reason was I, I think the, you know, the Cowboys felt like they weren't, those players weren't making the best decisions to, uh, to make sure that they would be available. You guys remember that, uh, I don't even want to go down this road, but I will bring it up because it's, it, it, it's important and it's prescient. Uh, remember that Amari uh, Cooper didn't take the shot. Right. Um, the vaccination. And that, that, that forced him to miss a game. Cowboys didn't forget that. Uh, remember that, you know, Lyle Collins, you know, who knows what happened when the guy tried to come and take his, his sample that one time he ends up, you know, getting suspended for a, a long amount of time. Cowboys did not forget that. Okay. So that's part of the reason why guys were like that guys like that were let go. And listen at $20 million, I don't know if Amari Cooper, you know, the, the productivity that he had matched up with his salary. I'm not going to kill the Cowboys over letting, Amari Cooper go. That happens all the time in the NFL. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to kill him over Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson got a good deal. That's what happens to those kind of second tier players when they show that they can't elevate. That happens. The problem I have is they didn't go. Uh, they didn't take the right route to replace those guys. And you knew that you were losing quality pieces in your offense. They once again <clears throat> uh, made an error in terms of how they. Uh, sorry, you guys. I'm. All right. A little choked up here. No, but I'm saying they made an error, you guys, in how they uh, identified the talent they had on their roster. And that's the issue I have. And furthermore, how does a third-round draft pick, Jalen Tolbert, not even get on the field? You want to talk about an error in, 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 find, in trying to figure out what talent can be and projecting how good players can be. They just made an awful mistake, and it reminded me of 2018 when you had the likes of Tavon Austin, Alan Hearns going out there when Dak didn't have a clear number one. And it was an awful, awful experiment. And that was the year, obviously, when they had to go and get Cooper midseason. So it felt like that again. Dak looked like that again. He looked uncertain. He looked jittery. Um, it, it felt like 2018 to me all over again. Is Kellen Moore the right guy for this job? Mm, great question. Great question. And I'm going to actually – I'm going to take a page out of Jerry Jones' book. I'm going to give <laughs> Cowboys fans a little hope right here. I'm going to give them a little hope, okay? Because I think that Kellen Moore gets too cute too often. I love trick plays. I always have. I like keeping the, the, the defense, you know, uh, just a little bit off balance, right? You don't have to do it all that often. But that re double reverse that they called yesterday was awful. Go back and, and look. Hopefully you've seen the, the memes on social media. That they put the Benny Hill music to the play. You, you got Dalton Schultz <laughs> making a pirouette block and blocking Noah Brown. I mean, it, it, what? come on, guys. Come on. That's the issue I have with Kellen Moore. But the hope is because you've got uh, Rush back there and not Dak Prescott, 
that they might have to go more basic, rely on the run game, get Zeke and Tony Pollard running the football. Don't try and get cute. Let's go back to the basics. And I'm curious to see what will happen because the Cowboys like to say that they're going to run the ball. They like to say that Zeke Elliott's the most important uh, piece on this football team this year. Uh, That's what the owner said. And then once they start playing, they're not really committed to it. And, and listen, after that game, Devin white with the, with the bucks came right out and said that he said, Oh, they act like they run the ball, but they don't really want to run the ball. You know, they run the ball to the outside. They don't really want to get in there, get physical, and play tough football in between the tackles. I would like to see what it looks like. I'm really curious. I want to see, especially once uh, if Jason Peters does move out to that tackle position and you end up putting Tyler Smith, the rookie, back at the guard position. Listen, there's one thing I know about that young fella. He is a bull. He will run you over. He's incredibly strong, so strong that, you know, the reason Connor McGovern got hurt is because Tyler ragdolled the defensive lineman and and he ended up on the back of McGovern's leg. So the hope for Cowboy fans, if they go back to the basics with that offense, what can it look like? Joe, in final thought for you here, I know you got to go, but uh, with, with the way this roster is constructed and with Dak now down, as you say, maybe five to six weeks, do Cowboy fans have hope that they're that they've got a chance to be in this thing, considering they're in the East? I mean, do they really still have a legitimate chance? No. Listen, even if he was going to miss six, seven weeks, boys, it's the NFL, and I do still think they have a chance to make it a dogfight down the stretch. The division is so awful. Right. Um, it's still the worst division in football, even if Philadelphia, you know, is better, even if all three of the teams outside of the Cowboys won on week one, eh, whatever. It's still an awful. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's awful. So I do think they will have a chance, but they're going to have to do something that they haven't done, you know, well in several years. And that's put together a stretch run. You know, that run after Thanksgiving is going to be incredibly important, and they can't have missteps and false steps like we've seen this team have so often. Um, so I think there is hope. I just, I'm not very, op- I'm not optimistic like Jerry Jones about it, but there is some hope. I don't think all hope is lost at this point. Hey, Joe, thanks, man. I, I know you're busy. I know it's been a crazy week for you. Uh, we-, we appreciate your time. We really, really do, and we wish you continued success at WFAA. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Always a pleasure, Tom. Y'all take care. We'll talk soon. All right. That is uh, Joe Trahan, the uh, sports anchor at WFAA. He does a tremendous job uh, anchoring that uh, that sportscast on Channel 8 in Dallas. It is uh, 847. We're 13 away from 9. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Mark Coaches Show with Kevin Hoffman is brought to you by InCommons Bank. Coach, uh, you come off a 68-7 to win over Italy. What do you like about your football team right now? Uh, just, you know, the kids are playing hard, and, you know, they're they're trying to, uh, you know, put the plan into action of, of, of what we're trying to teach them every day. And, uh, you know, the, the, the kids are uh, – the, the, the team concept, you know, the, of the kids, uh, you know, owning up to uh, – the successes and and even the failures and and their responsibility and accountability and dependability uh, seems like that this team is uh, is uh, you know doing all those things. Are you still seeing that internal competition? Uh, 
in practice, which obviously makes your football team better? Yeah, most definitely. We, uh, we've changed up, you know, the way we've done uh, practice this year. Uh, you know, we used to predominantly use, uh, you know, our, our JV kids as scout team, and we, and we still do that some. But uh, we do a little bit more of uh, basically varsity on varsity guys uh, and, you know, to try to create a little bit more uh, competition and a little bit better uh, a look. So uh, as long as we can do that, and you know, we obviously don't want to get somebody hurt in practice, but uh, we feel like for us to get to where we want to be, we have to do that. Friday night at Centerville, what do those challenges look like? Uh, big, physical, uh, hard-nosed kids uh, that we're going to be playing over there in Centerville. They will definitely be uh, the biggest team that we've played uh, so far and the most physical team that we've played uh, to this point and probably, um, you know, will we'll be for, you know, you know, for a while. They're, they're, they're much bigger than we are. And, and uh, so we hope to, you know, to try to try to stand up to the physicality that we believe is going to, is going to be in front of us uh, on Friday night. So uh, that's going to be probably the biggest challenge. ESPN Central Texas. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at incommonsbank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. The wait is over. Richard Carr GMC has the trucks. 2022 GMC Sierras have hit the lot and are waiting for you. Sierra trucks offer best-in-class towing, strong steel bed, multi-pro tailgate, advanced collision avoidance, and a luxury interior that includes massive touchscreens, 14 cam reviews, and premium comfort. Trucks are waiting for you to test drive now, so call now, log in now, or get here now and drive your next truck today at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. China Spring remains number two in Class 4A Division I in this week's Texas Football High School rankings. The Connor Cadets has moved into the 10th spot in 4A Division II, and Lorena is now number three in 3A Division I. Crawford is still third in 2A Division I, while Mart is second in 2A Division II, with Chilton ranked seventh in that poll. The two-run homer by Mark Mathias tied it in the seventh, and his solo shot in the ninth walked it off for an 8-7 Texas win over Oakland. Rangers and A's are back in action tonight, and you can hear the game on Cool 101.3 FM. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Yuli Gurriel each homered in the Astros' 6-3 win over Detroit. With home runs number 56 and 57, Aaron Judge is threatening the Yankees' team home run record with 20 games left on the schedule. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. Day 53, seven away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. It is past 7.30, right? Yeah, it, it okay. is. Okay, it so is. then this, Ward, did you uh, see where the Rangers beat Oakland 8-7? to seven? A walk-off? Okay. They're right in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in something all right. <laughs> that is their 62nd win against 80 losses. 62 and 80. Last year with that JV roster, they won 60 games. So, I don't know. It's uh, very disappointing. Still calling for 500 there, Tomo? Uh, nope, nope. Okay. That was the goal. You got to have a goal, and your goals need to be lofty. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if you say, hey, look, I want to win 65 games, heck, man, you know. Anyway, now here was something fun from last night. High fly ball, deep left field. There it goes. Aaron Judge, four away from Roger Maris. Is that not the coolest thing? Yes, it is. And there's, I don't think there's a inkling of, well, he's he's on this or he's taking that. I mean, it, it, that's the for me, that's the cool thing. If, if the record gets broken, it is straight up. He hit, he hit those bombs straight up. I mean, and, and I hate that we even have to have that conversation. But, the, mm-hmm. you know, that's after what we've seen over the last several years. That, that that's, that's the first thing that crosses my mind. I mean, unfortunately. Well. But not with that dude. He's just a big, strong man. He is. He's fun to watch. Could he play left tackle for the Cowboys? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sign him up. All right. Hey, we got to go. Uh, Does he get there before the weekend? I think so. Okay. I, th- I think so. I mean, he heck, he hit two last night. Mm-hmm. May get there today. <laughs> Keep throwing fastballs. So, anyway, all right, we got to go. That is going to do it for us. Uh, have yourself a great day. Don't forget, coming up this afternoon on the John Moore Show, it is Clint Shields. He is the uh, play-by-play voice of the Bobcats of Texas State, and he'll be here in the 3 o'clock hour. Matt Mosley in the 4 o'clock hour. We're back tomorrow at 7. Have a good day.